1: Got the next three hours with you here on Unnecessary Roughness, Raider Nation Radio 920. We are in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio coming off the heels of the JT The Brick Show. Of course, that followed the morning tailgate, Clay Baker and Vinny Bonsignor this morning, 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. And Adam Schefter put out about, a, don't know, maybe an hour ago, maybe a little less than that, Raiders officially informed quarterback Derek Carr He has been released per source. Team released him before $40.4 million in his contract became guaranteed today. Carr is now a free agent and is expected to draw interest from the Saints and Panthers, amongst others. Official like a referee's whistle. Uh, Derek Carr's agent went on to put out a statement as well. The Raiders will put out a statement shortly. I'm sure we'll get it at some point throughout the course of the show and we'll pass that along to you. And, I mean, this is not something that is new, you know, breaking news, except for the fact that it's official. It's not something that we haven't been talking about for weeks, so I'm not gonna spend the next three hours just, you know, boohooing over it or, you know, pouring out massive thoughts on top of thoughts on top of thoughts of it. Of course, we'll touch on the situation because now the 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 quarterback situation is is a real one with the Raiders, as it's been a real one for the last few weeks. There's a massive void at the quarterback position for the Silver and Black, So what do they do moving forward? But of course, we're gonna encourage you to chime in and give your thoughts on whatever you want to say. If it has to do with Derek Carr, that's fine. I'm not going to spend three hours slandering them. I know there's a lot of folks that have called in and and tweeted in and talked a lot of trash about it, but that's not it's not the business I got into, right? I'm not the mudslinging guy. I'm not that dude. Uh, the guy I spent nine years with the organization. You got to give him credit for stabilizing the position. And if the new staff, Dave Ziegler and company, want to move on, they move on. And Derek will move on. And you know, best of luck to him. We'll see what he does. But at some point, whatever, whenever that day is. There's a motto that's on the, on the wall when you're leaving the facility. There's a motto on the wall when you're entering the facility that says, once a Raider, always a Raider. And at some point, he'll be invited back. He'll be at Allegiant Stadium. He'll probably light the Al Davis torch. And he'll be sitting in the black hole with his family, as he mentioned, Pro Bowl weekend. So there's that. But official now, Derek Carr, as we all knew, had to be released by that 1 o'clock uh, Pacific time. Uh, so that $40 million does not get guaranteed. It's done deal. Now the Raiders move on and Derek Carr moves on as well. Coming up on the show today, starting at 3 o'clock, we have John McClain, gallerysports.com, Sports Radio 610. You know, we always uh, talk to him on Tuesdays, so we'll talk with John McClain about everything going on in the NFL. We'll touch on the Derek Carr situation, but uh, John McClain will join us to talk all things NFL at 3 o'clock. At 3.30, Mick Akers from the RJ. He was actually in Phoenix, and it's funny, he had hit me up. I can't remember what day he got to Phoenix, and we'll ask at 3.30 when he uh, when he joins the show, but he had hit me up to ask me about Radio Row, and he kind of wanted to do a role reversal. We always have Mick Akers on the show, and we're interviewing him, and he hit me up and was like, Q, we're going to flip the script. I'm going to interview you, ask you a few questions. I was like, yeah, no problem, and it was so crazy. We got so busy in Phoenix that every time he hit me, he was like, hey, how's it looking? I was like, yeah, in about 30 minutes, I should be good to go. 30 minutes turned into an hour, hour turned into two, two turned into four. When me and Mick finally talked, it was about 10.45 at night. we had finally got back to the Airbnb and I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. I know that, you know, I should have had this conversation with you a long time ago, but it's just the way things are going. He's like, no, it's good. No worries. I think it was Thursday. As a matter of fact, it was late on Thursday when I finally had an opportunity to catch up with him, but just wanted to get the lay of the land of all things Radio Row and our experiences that we had had so far throughout the course of the week. And so uh, Mick is going to join us fresh off his trip to Phoenix, and talk about Super Bowl 58. He was there in Phoenix when uh, the the sticks got passed on from Phoenix to Las Vegas, and now we're officially on the clock for Super Bowl 58. Sandra Douglas Morgan, the Raiders president, she was in attendance with plenty of people from the, the host committee were also there in attendance as well. And, I mean, that's all people are talking about now. It's crazy that it is February 14th. It is Valentine's Day, and everyone's talking about Super Bowl 58, it's a whole year from now, but everyone's talking about it, right? I ran up the street real quick to grab something to eat before we came on the air, and everyone's like, Super Bowl next year, Super Bowl next year. What are your expectations? I was like, man, I barely touched down from Super Bowl this year, right? But it's so it's so cool to see how much excitement, how much buzz there is already, and it's only February. Can you imagine what it's going to be like once the actual regular season starts, and then everyone knows that the end-all, be-all goal is, oh, by the way, Super Bowl 58. Like, Demond, I don't know. You've been here for quite a while. Have have you felt the buzz already even though it's only February 14th?
0: Oh yeah, the buzz started while we were in Phoenix. I felt like every guest said, "Hey, you guys next year? You yes. guys ready for next year?" Yep. Even at Radio rode down in Phoenix, everybody was talking about Vegas next year. And when you say we talk about the buzz, I know that I'm not big into the Formula 1 capacity and that in that space. Yep. But people say, "Oh, it's going to be as big as the Super Bowl." I don't feel that buzz for Formula One like it is for the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be something that's unmatched on another level.
1: Oh, I agree. I think uh, F1 is going to be huge. I really do. Uh, and I think that we're going to have a hell of a year here in Las Vegas with everything coming here. But I think when the Super Bowl hits, it's a, it's next level. It's just next level. It is, it is not the same as anything else. I mean, the Super Bowl is its own entity. Uh, everything's got to be bigger and better. I mean, we spent some of the time on the show yesterday talking about who the halftime performers could be. And, you know, I felt bad saying that a certain group wasn't big enough to be the performer, <laughs> right? I mean, because they're a big group. But that's how big the Super Bowl is. Like, you've got – it just can't be anybody. It's got to be top-notch. It's going to be exciting, man. It really is. And we so, got a
0: whole year to talk about it.
1: It, it. Exactly. And I'm not going to talk about the halftime show for a whole year, but I'll tell you what, the buzz leading up to Super Bowl 58 is going to be massive here in the city. So I'm excited about that. Mick Akers will join us at 3.30 just to get uh, the intel from him of what he saw and what he heard at the press conference as they passed the the sticks on from Phoenix to Las Vegas. Then Gilbert Manzano, he is now part of SI Now. And I, we saw him. When we were in Phoenix, he stopped by the booth and started talking to us. Little did I know he was gonna announce right like right after the Super Bowl that he had a new job. So now he's part of SI. Now he's been here in Vegas. Uh, he's done a lot of work in LA. I mean, he's he's doing some really good things. He's got his own little uh, podcast network that he's working on. I mean, he's got his hands in just about everything. Well, he has a new job now. SI now uh, he's the NFL insider. So we're gonna talk to him about that job. Talk to him about Super Bowl 50, uh, 57 and fifty eight because again, he's been here in Las Vegas, so he knows the he knows the market. So we'll talk to him about that coming up at 4 o'clock. And then Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network, I had a chance to catch up with him before the Super Bowl. We were sitting right there, and as a matter of fact, we are at the Raiders table, and we put the uh, video up on Raiders.com. You can check it out there, myself and Omar Ruiz. Uh, We're going to talk to him now after the Super Bowl, get his thoughts on that, get his ins and outs on everything going on in the NFL. Uh, He's really good, of course, from the NFL Network, does a fantastic job. So we'll talk to him at 4.30. So we've got a busy show, as you can tell, but the first hour... Wide open like some old-school TV antennas, so we'll have plenty of time for calls, we'll have plenty of time for texts, we'll get into subjects, we got a lot coming up. I wanted to get into some uh, young quarterbacks, the rookie quarterbacks that are going to be in the NFL, uh, they're going to be in the draft, and kind of get your thoughts on that. We're going to get to that in a hot minute, but John McClain, galleriesports.com, Sports Radio 610, joins us at 3, Mick Akers at 3.30, Gilbert Manzano at 4 o'clock, and Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network at 4.30. With all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness
2: on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
1: And like I said, I want to definitely jump into conversation about some rookie quarterbacks. And Dane Brugler from The Athletic does a fantastic job. He's one of the, the draft experts. I'll say I'll say it in air quotes, but he's one of the draft gurus that is really good when it comes to just uh, breaking down the, the player's, where they should go. His mock draft is always one that I really pay attention to. I'm not getting into the mock draft stuff. Is Again, it's February 14th. It's Valentine's Day. I'm not already ready to go into mock draft mode. The Combine's still on the way. Uh, free agency's still on the way. And so we'll know a lot more about where these guys are going to go after all that is said and done. But he did put out his top 100 prospects. And I always encourage you to check out anything that Dane Brugler puts out. And he'll be on the show at some point. He joins us each and every year. And it's always uh, good to catch up with him but he put out a top 100 list and I just took the four quarterbacks. The top four quarterbacks. And I'll tell you right now, if you look at his top 100 list of oh, just prospects, not, not in the order that he thinks they're going to be drafted, but from the very best athlete in the upcoming draft to the 100th best athlete in the upcoming draft. Again, it doesn't have to be a quarterback. doesn't have to be a wide receiver. doesn't have to be a corner. Matter of fact, his number one prospect in the upcoming draft is Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Defensive tackle. So, I wanted to focus in on the quarterback position. He has ranked at number three, as far as prospect goes, Bryce Young out of Alabama, number seven, C.J. Stroud out of Ohio State, number 10, Will Levis out of Kentucky, and number 14, Anthony Richardson out of Florida. And after that, Damon, out of the top 100, there's no more quarterbacks. Four quarterbacks made the top 100 prospect list, and that's it. So when I say that if the Raiders fall in love with one of these guys, and I don't know if they like one, if they love one, if there's you know a guy that they can see leading the franchise for years to come, when I say that they're going to have to make a move to get one, most likely they're going to have to make a move to go get one of those guys. Maybe Will Levis and Anthony Richardson are there at number seven, but Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are sure to be gone. And when only four of them are in the top 100 prospects, period, that tells you right now, if you're going to go get your franchise quarterback, most likely in this upcoming draft, it's got to be early.
0: Yeah, it's got to be early, but you mentioned trading up. But do maybe they find like got one of the two guys on the back end, and I hate to say that because they're ranked in his top 15 when it comes to the top 100 prospects. But Richardson or Levis, yeah. maybe, they, maybe they all hire on their draft board, you know, because we right. hear that all the time about teams. Hey, that guy, they might have taken him at number five, but we had him ranked like in the 30th. You know when it comes to the top prospects in this draft, so it's all a matter of how do they see these these quarterbacks, and we don't know that as of yet. We haven't heard any of those draft whispers come out, but maybe they're higher on Anthony Richardson than say a C.J. Stroud, and they would be happy if he was there
1: at seven. Right, no doubt. And and again, that's that's my point. Like I mean, you're not going to, according to this, and and this is not the Bible. This is not the end-all, be-all. But again, it's a it's one of those draft voices that I really trust. According to him, I mean, with with only four quarterbacks uh, as top hundred prospects. That tells me that if you're going to go get your quarterback of the future, it's got to be early. Yeah, Levitz could drop to seven. Anthony Richardson could drop to seven. If that's who they like, so be it. Go get your guy. But it doesn't sound like, okay, you're going to go get that home run or that guy that's going to be the star in round two or round three. Because I'll tell you right now, Anthony Richardson ain't there in round two. There's no chance. Right? Will Levitz ain't there in round two. There's so many teams that are quarterback needy, as we're about to see with Derek Carr being out on the open market. And he can sign with the team tomorrow if he wanted to. I mean, he literally could, right? He's a free agent. It's not like he has to worry about the new league year opening. I mean, he has been released. So he's good to go. He can start immediately on the hunt. So those are the four guys that I'm looking at. And I do want to get into the conversation. I'm actually going to give you a breakdown. I'm going to read what uh, Dane Brugler had to say about these four guys and then ask the question. But I know we have some folks waiting on our uh, Raider Nation listener line that want to chime in on the show before we really get started. So let's go ahead and go out to the phone lines and talk to Robert in Portland. What's on your mind, my man?
3: Well, Q, you know, I always like to lead off with a, a little bit of study here. Miller and Adams. And Renfro and Waller and Jones and Crosby are making a ton of money. Okay, when you when you when you say they're making more than ten million. Okay, it's against the cap. You know who also is ten million against the cap? Nine point nine. Littleton. I didn't know that. And I. I, I yeah, they split you know, it between
1: two years. years. Yep.
3: It's incredible. That was such a mistake by Gruden. Anyway. My point to you, I've got to ask you this question. Do they hold on to James, who's, who's the next guy? He's making seven next year. Or do they move away from him and get Parham, Parham over there where he belongs at center? Because I do think with Carr going bye-bye and all the room they have, they need to address the defense because none of these quarterbacks that you guys are talking about compared to next year's top five quarterbacks, they're just a lot better next year. And I just don't. I, you know, if they go get Mayfield like Florio Sp- just told JT, which is a joke, I wouldn't touch him with a 50 foot pole. And he also mentioned Mac Jones, who, you know, who, you know, the old man Bill, he would love to trade uh, him to the Raiders. If 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 the plan includes, you know, Jones, that'll be a disgrace as far as I'm concerned. If that's what they wind up doing here. In this off season, But hey, I'll let you guys fight it out. But I, Carr, I think he's going, you know, somewhere where his family, you know, would want to live. That's my gut feel. I don't think he's going to New York.
1: Okay. <clears throat> Sounds good. Thank you for the call. Appreciate you. And I don't know where he's going, right? And that'll all play out at some point. And, and really, um, after today, it's not really going to be something that's going to be a priority for me anyway, because my priority is what's going on with the silver and black and he's no longer part of the Silver and Black. As a matter of fact, the Raiders just put out a statement, and I don't make it sound cold, but it's a business, right? It's a business, and that's just kind of how it is. Their statement says, and this is from Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, we have a lot of respect for Derek Carr and what he's meant to the Raiders organization for the last nine years. Derek has done great things in this league, and we're thankful to have been able to work with him this past year. He's a true professional. We appreciate his hard work and striving to produce the results we all desire. We wish Derek and his family all the best in the future. That's it, and that's all. (laughs) I mean, that's just as simple as it gets. That's a statement put out by the GM and the head coach of the Silver and Black. And so, uh, I, I, you know, I understand what you're saying about the quarterbacks next year. The problem is, and, uh, you know, I, I throw this back at you just to kind of sit, sit around and think about, are the Raiders going to be in position to draft one of those top quarterbacks next year? If they are, something went terribly wrong this year. And who's going to be the ones making the selections? Will it be Dave Ziegler? If they're in the top 10 drafting next year, are they going to be in position? This this staff, are they going to be in position to draft? Probably not. That's why you can't really just bank on next year unless they have some kind of gentleman's agreement with the owner, which I'm not privy to, <laughs> right? I mean, this is a business. The NFL is about winning and winning immediately. There used to be a time where head coaches got hired and they would get three, four years to get it figured out. Not now. You get two years, maybe three years if you're lucky, right? If you show some real progress, you might get three. But if you're not winning by then, guess what, Jack? You're out. So there's that as far as uh you know as far as that goes. And, and we'll get back to uh we'll get back to some of this on the on the rookie quarterbacks in a minute. But let's go out to Eddie in L.A. What's on your mind, my man? What you got to say?
2: What are you doing Q. So sad day, bittersweet. You know, I'm happy the saga's over. I'm sad to see him go. Best to him and luck wherever he goes. But it's it's all Raider football from going forward. Um, you know. Where they go next is the big key. Are they going to try for the rookie quarterback, the number seven spot, moving up? It's going to cost a lot. Who knows? Are they going to be having one of those quarterbacks there and another team reaches out? They trade back and get capital? We don't know that, right? The Rogers, still a possibility. But what you have to give up for them, we don't know that, right? There's a lot of holes on this team. There's a lot of unknown. Uh, but the confidence with this organization, who's in charge of this organization to be able to do that, uh, it's not very high for, for me speaking alone. Of course, it's not very high at all. Uh, when we talk about getting rid of Derek Carr because of forty million dollars, yet they uh,
3: nobody talks about Chandler. And, and
1: ah, your phone cut out. Uh, and I think I know where you're going with that. Uh, Chandler has a lot higher dead money hit on the salary cap. That's something you got to look at. Derek Carr has a five million dollars salary cap hit as far as the dead money goes. I think Chandler's up there around nineteen. I'm not hundred percent sure, so uh, there's a difference on that. And look, I'm sure that they're going to try to restructure him, or they're going to—I mean, he could end up being a cap casualty for all we know, right? I—I I, I don't know, but I know that his dead cap hit is a lot larger than Derek Carr's is, and that was why when they structured the contract the way that they did, it, we all saw it and said, okay, that's a—that's a one year out. They can run him for 2022 and then say, all right, you know, split up and move on, and it wouldn't be a big hit. Five million dollars is nothing in the grand scheme of things when it comes to the NFL. That dead cap hit is a whole lot of nothing. So thank you so much for those calls. We do appreciate you. We'll get back to some more calls and texts because we do have this whole hour to get to calls. But I did want to jump into this conversation about the younger quarterbacks because now you have a void. And we've had plenty of people call in. Hell, my mom texted earlier and said, hey, I don't want Aaron Rodgers. Don't want Aaron Rodgers, right? She even said, roll with Stidham, draft a guy and, and see what happens. She didn't want Aaron Rodgers for multiple reasons. And that's okay. I respect her opinion. I respect everyone's opinion. So I'm going to take a look at the rookie quarterbacks. We know the veterans that are out there. We know all the names. We heard Baker Mayfield. Hell, Mike Florio didn't break news on this show. He talked to us last week about Baker Mayfield. He said that when we were on Radio Row. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, he said that on Friday. So, I mean, that's that's not when he said it today to JT. It wasn't a surprise. It's something that we heard face-to-face in Phoenix, Arizona last week. So we know the guys that are available. Aaron Rodgers might be available when he comes out of the dark closet. Who knows? Jimmy G, we know he's, he's available. We know Mayfield's available. We know Mac Jones could be on the trade block. Jacoby Brissett's a guy. I mean, there's, there's guys. But, like, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com likes to call them. The, they're just Jags. Just another guy. Right? For the most part. So we know those. We don't have to go over those. But I did want to go over this from Dane Bruegler and get your thoughts on rookie quarterbacks. Again, Bryce Young, he had ranked number three prospect. CJ Stroud, number seven; Will Levis, number ten; Anthony Richard, number fourteen. For Bryce Young, he said, "While his size makes him a complete outlier as an NFL prospect, Bryce Young is an instinctive problem solver at the quarterback position. Given his slight frame, it is fair to question his long-term durability. But Young possesses, possesses his or processes his surroundings extremely well with the uncanny vision, instincts, and accuracy needed to thrive at the next level. So that's why he has him ranked as the number one quarterback." Number three overall as far as prospects go. The next guy up is C.J. Stroud, who is 6'3", 207 compared to Bryce Young, who they have listed at 5'10", 192. I don't know who's on his shoulders to make him 192, but I would be willing to bet money he ain't no 192 pounds. There was a point last season where I think someone said he played at 165. Wow. Yeah, exactly. That's a little dude. Not saying he can't get it done. Not saying that that's going to stop him from playing. But I would I would be hard-pressed to say that Bryce Young is 192 pounds. But they're to him at 5'10", 192. C.J. Stroud, 6'3", 207. He said, an outstanding rhythm passer, especially from the pocket. C.J. Stroud is able to layer the football with outstanding touch and control. He played the game of his life against Georgia in the playoffs, showing improved comfort as an improviser. Stroud's passing skills give him a solid floor as an NFL starter, but his development as a creator is what will ultimately determine his ceiling. So he has good good – Good ground to start on. He's a guy that maybe you draft him and you could start him immediately, but it's going to really be up to him to continue to develop his game to become an elite guy. It sounds like he's a good guy. Doesn't sound like he Brugler thinks he's going to be elite. Will Levis, and you know, you know how I feel about Will Levis. Not a big fan. He's listed at six four two thirty. Will Levis struggled to live up to expectations as a senior in 2022, but I think there are more reasons than excuses behind his inconsistent play. There is no question he needs to see things more quickly, but he's physically built for the pro game and impressive tools, intelligence, and toughness worth developing. But that last word there, the D word, Damon, worth developing. So that to me sounds like it's going to take some time before he's ready to roll. And I don't know if that means a year behind a starter, if that means two years. Look, Patrick Mahomes sat behind Alex Smith for a year. But who did Patrick Mahomes learn from? Alex Smith, who was willing to teach him. Who's going to be teaching Will Levis if the Raiders, say, drafted him? Who's gonna be the guy in front of him? Jared Stidham, is he gonna teach him? He's still trying to get his feet wet in the league. Aaron Rodgers, we know he's not a tutor. Well, if they get Aaron Rodgers? Will Levis? You don't have to worry about that. That's true. That's a good point. But I mean, yes, that's 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 a great point. Jimmy G, is he gonna be a, a teacher? I don't know. I mean, I, don't, I don't know. I know everything I've heard about Jimmy G is he's a pros pro. You know, he's a good leader in the locker room. I get that, but is he gonna teach Will Levis how to be a pro? It sounds like they're going to need someone. He's going to need someone that could be his Alex Smith to be that next guy. I don't know if the Raiders have that guy or can find that guy. I know Jarrett Stidham without you know, talking bad about him, but he's still trying to get his feet wet as an as a NFL starter. He can't possibly teach him how to be a starter in the league when he's still trying to figure it out. So I don't see that. And then Anthony Richardson, 14th ranked, 6'4", 232. Very young and unrefined passer. Anthony Richardson doesn't have the most impressive resume. Zero career gains with 250-plus passing yards with a 60% and a 60% or higher completion rate. However, his impressive talent gives him the highest ceiling of any quarterback in this class. a traits based prospect, Richardson is the most intriguing wild card of the 2023 NFL Draft. So I ask you, DeMond, I'll start with you. Is a wild card worth taking a shot at number 7? Because if you get that wild card wrong... You might not be picking another guy.
0: Yeah, not at all. Like that, that summary of hey, Anthony Richardson. None of that makes me say hey, that's the guy you want to pick at number seven, especially for a team that is built how the Raiders are now. Or, okay, maybe you could say sit them and develop them, but they're still in win now mode until we see some some of these key pieces get moved or not being brought back. Then you could say it's a rebuild. But if the but the roster that they still have intact, if they just said hey, we'll run it back, but we're drafting Anthony Richardson. They still should be looking at it as if, hey, we're in win-now mode. So Anthony Richardson, from that, from that um, blurb that you read there, none of that sounded promising to me. If you're a team that wants to take a flyer, I don't know, the Colts or any team that is in that the Carolina Panthers, any team, hey, we're in the struggle zone a little bit, that's who you, we take this flyer on the future of our franchise.
1: Well, and I'll say this, if they were to draft Anthony Richardson, uh, he would obviously sit for a while. You know, and then I would think that the Raiders take a shot with either Jarrett Stidham as a starter until Anthony Richardson's ready to take over, or they'll go out on the you know, go out and get a guy like Jimmy G, which to me is not a big a big I don't know, it doesn't get me excited. You know, Baker Mayfield, I know that name's floating around there now. Doesn't really get me excited. Right? I think he's got the swagger and he's got the confidence obviously. He's, he has ability. He took the Browns to the playoffs. He's the first quarterback to take the Browns to the playoffs in a very long time. So, I mean, he's got some goods, but we also know how many teams he's been on in the last, like, calendar year, <laughs> right? I mean, it's been more teams than a little bit. So, obviously, Levis and Richardson would need someone to sit in front of them or, or play in front of them. They'd have to sit behind them. And then Young and C.J. Stroud are guys that maybe they could walk in and start day one or at least compete in training camp with a guy like Jarrett Stidham to see if, if they can start – Day one, if you draft them that high, though, they're not going to sit long. That's what I'm very confident in saying. If you go up all the way, like uh, Raider Mack always calls in and says, trade all the way up to number one to go get Bryce Young. If you're doing that, guess what? He ain't sitting very long. He might sit a handful of games, but he's in the game before his rookie year is up. There's no doubt. There's no way that you're going to go up and get that guy and not play him early. So the question I throw out there to you, and you can respond on the dopeybroke.com text line at 69187, keyword r or... Red Nation listener line at 702-365-9200. If you're looking at a rookie quarterback, let's just focus on the rookie. If you're looking at a rookie quarterback, who is it at the top of your wish list? It's Valentine's Day. Maybe you're hoping that you got a nice present, right? You're getting some some sweets. You're getting some chocolates. You're getting some teddy bear, whatever the case may be. Who's at the top of your wish list? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or other? Remember, we're focusing on rookie quarterbacks. Let me know. 702-365-9200, com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. Let's go out to Mike and Callie. What's on your mind, Mike? Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, first of all, I want to say I'm so it does my heart good that you're the sports talk guy for the Raiders. Uh, in California, we have losers. All they want to talk about, this, our sports talk guys talk about lunch, what they had for lunch for a half hour, okay? <laughs> and you think I'm joking, too. No, I don't. Um, I know. Yeah, I, it's unbelievable. It's shocking. You know, look, you're doing the right thing. You're talking about the rookies, but then the Aaron Rodgers thing and all that. My my point is this: these guys are desperate. The guys we have from New England, the coach and the general manager, they're desperate. They will do anything. They don't care. Just like you said, they might not be here next year. Mm-hmm. If we give up our first rounds and our second rounds and everything for that forty-year-old guy and fifty million bucks, we are idiots and we don't deserve to win anything, okay? Now, maybe if you trade, now maybe, okay, just think about that, because you're talking about all these rookies. Well, if you go for Aaron Rodgers, we don't have a chance at anything. So what you're going to have is, can we just swap our first-round picks with him? Go break it down, because that's the panic here. They're going to panic. You just listed all the other losers that don't work. So if we go with him, all these rookie things are gone, and now you're going to give up our first and our second. Can we swap our first? That's Can good we swap thought. our seconds? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's see, see, we're not. And, and the other thing, too, I do a lot of large deals. I don't want to get into all that, but we're betting against the Jets. The Jets got nothing to offer. They did everything to get Rick, to get Wilson. Right. So we're the, the agents are saying, oh, the Jets, the Jets. No, it's bullshit. No, excuse me. BS. <laughs> we're bidding against ourselves again. To get what? So give swap our first, swap our seconds. Do next year's first. Don't give up everything for Aaron Rodgers for fifty million. He's forty years old. These guys crumble in a minute. You know when you get older. Look at LeBron. Look at all of them. They don't show up every week. As great as LeBron is, Aaron Rodgers has been very healthy. But you know how it works. They'll go to the Raiders and he'll be he'll be done.
1: <laughs> right. Right. Something will happen. Yeah. You it don't get a, be- You don't get healthier as you get older. That's for sure.
2: That's right. And number two, as far as Goober, in California, they called Derek Carr Goober for a reason. This guy made hundreds of millions with the Raiders. He doesn't have any class on the way out. Sorry, Derek, you're just totally right. Move on from him. Goober,
1: get out of town, and you're doing a great job. Thank you very much. Mike and Callie, bringing the heat right there. And I'll say this, uh, as far as you know, trading, if they were to make that trade for Aaron Rodgers, um, I- I'm interested to see what Dave Ziegler would do. Because I thought he did a hell of a job last year when he went and uh, acquired Devonte Adams, giving up a first and a second, and then being done with it. It was over. I thought that that was great. My my fear and fear is probably the wrong word because I shouldn't fear anything that has to do with with sports and what the Raiders do. Is they don't, you know, they don't. It doesn't make a difference what they do in life and what I do in life is never gonna. It's not gonna change my life. I shouldn't say fear, but my I guess concern would be that they do something where there's a trade and it affects next year's draft as well. Because I think that this team still needs to continue to build. So, you know, there's, there's a lot more that they need to work on. And again, I look back at what John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan was able to do in San Francisco and how they were building, building, building. There's a lot of guys on that team that don't even have massive names, but they can play, right? And they have a lot on the defensive line, though, that are, are former first-round picks, right? Those, those are where the, most of the names are on the defensive side of the ball. They went and drafted guys in the later rounds that a lot of people hadn't heard of, and all of a sudden they're out there killing it. So, you know, I think that what Dave Ziegler needs to do is be able to really work that draft and build up that team. Again, we just saw Kansas City win their second Super Bowl in four years. That's who you got to compete with. The Chargers are who you got to compete with. I know that they've been kind of a mess the last, you know, underachievers the last few years, but they still have Justin Herbert. The Bills are expected to be really good again. The, 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 the Bengals, as long as they have Joe Burrow, they're going to be really good, in my opinion. Miami, if they figure out their quarterback position can keep Tua healthy, they're going to be really good. I mean, there's, there's a lot of competition in the AFC. So I think Dave Ziegler and company need to make sure they continue to build and stock the cupboard full of talent where the last staff did not do that. And they left a lot of top-end talent, or not a lot. They left top-end talent, but after those first, first wave of guys, next thing you have is you have others that might not, their talent level is not where it needs to be. But I want to hear from you. And again, we don't have any guests this whole hour. We're wide open like some old school TV antennas. 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com Text sign to 69187, keyword r and As far as rookies go, if you're looking at a rookie quarterback, who is at the top of your wish list? Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or other? Let us know about us. This Rare Nation Radio, 920.
4: That was the
2: opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy dealers. Home of the Chevy Silverado. The strongest, most advanced Silverado ever.
0: You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider
1: Nation Radio. 235 is the time we want to hear from you, Raider Nation. 702-365-9200. broke.com text line 69187, keyword r &R. If you're looking at a rookie quarterback, especially today now that the news of Derek Carr has became official, he has been released by the Silver and Black. He's free to talk to any team. There's obviously going to be teams interested. The Saints are one of them. The Panthers have been rumored to be one of them. I can see Washington. I can see the Jets. I can see multiple teams being interested in one Derek Carr. But he is now officially on the outs, and the Raiders are looking for who's coming in. We're looking at the rookies right now. We've always spent plenty of time talking about the veterans. Spent plenty of time talking about Aaron Rodgers and trading him and what that could do. Want to really focus in on the quarterbacks that are the rookies and really the the big four. I look at it as really the big two that can go in and make an immediate impact. But Bryce, I'm looking at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levitz, Anthony Richardson, and other. And... <laughs> We had a text from the 707 on our Don'tBeBroke.com text line. I do appreciate every text. I implore you to read up on Will Levis. He has the intangibles that teammates will love and respect. He's extremely hard worker. He's tough as hell. Stroud played in Big Ten with best wide receivers in college and numerous other first-round talent. And wide receiver and offensive line. Levis played in the SEC with no top talent around him with a terrible offensive line. I understand all that. I'm not saying I'm not high on Will Levis because of what he did this past year, but I know there was a lot of poor decisions he made. And I don't know how long you've been listening or if you were able to listen when we did a preview on basically every quarterback that's coming out. We covered every one of the quarterbacks, all these four for sure. We covered every one of them. And the guy that actually worked for Kentucky, right, who who covered him at Kentucky like a glove, was really on the fence about him. He said, I I love the kid. Like you mentioned, the intangibles, he's going to work hard. But he made a lot of poor decisions against teams like Vanderbilt. There was a lot. He turned the ball over quite a bit. Red zone, he struggled, right? Is that, is that what we're signing up for? Right? Is that what the fan base is pounding the table for? And I know that, that just because he did that in Kentucky doesn't mean that that's who he's going to be. But I, I kind of like gl- more glowing reviews from someone, especially from someone who covered the team like a glove. I tend to believe those guys. that are there all the time. I remember when I covered guys at Baylor. I knew what they were great at and what they weren't great at. When I covered guys at UT, I knew what they were great at and what they weren't great at. Like I can tell you there's plenty of guys in the Big 12 that I know for a fact are really good. I know when Patrick Mahomes came out how good he was. And their team sucked at Texas Tech. They didn't win anything under Cliff Kingsbury, but I knew that he was a damn good quarterback. I saw it up close to personal. So I tend to trust the people that cover the team like a glove, just like we're here covering the Raiders like a glove, as opposed to... Just some some random dude on the outside that, yeah, they're doing their work, they're doing their research, but they might do a little bit more checking the box score and and checking out the end result as opposed to being there day in and day out. That's just me. So I understand what you're saying about, you know, read up on them. Believe me, we'll have plenty of conversation about them leading up to the draft. We'll have guys on that covered them. But we've done research. I'm not just just going off of what Dane Brugler has said and, and taking it as gospel. We're uncovering every single stone. That we can. Appreciate that. Up next, we got a call from Ty in Vegas. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
5: Man, what's going on, Q, man? How y'all fellas doing
1: today? Uh, We're blessed.
5: Amen. Yes, sir. First and foremost, man, I just want to say this day is bittersweet, man. It's sad to see Carr go. It's sad to see the way he's leaving, the way everything transpired. And, you know, for all the years Carr been here, whether the season was good or not, at the beginning of the next season, we had hope with Carr. We, we we felt like this could be our year, you know, and now everything is in shambles. And it's like you're trying to understand what is Josh McDaniel's plan? How are you getting rid of your franchise quarterback with no real viable option right now? You know, with, with a team that was supposedly built to win, remember at the beginning of the season, this team was – Playoff bound. Now all of a sudden, my bad. <laughs> you, know, it's, 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 you know they got a reload now. It's only been one year, and then you know at the top at the top of the list of every team that has a chance to compete at the top level, they all have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. So you get rid of your franchise quarterback, and now you are You know we worried about picking up a rookie. You, do you really think Devontae Adams wants to play with a rookie? No. Even Josh Jacobs said. The only way he gonna resign is if they're willing to build a team around him, right? Yeah. So, and then on top of that, with all this mess that Josh McDaniels created, he's basically in fighting for his job next season. So, you go out and get a rookie quarterback and have a losing season, you liable to not even be around.
1: I we just said that agreed.
5: So now you just said, so now you just did the same thing you did in Denver. Got rid of the. Franchise quarterback, and now you go, and now you gonna set the organization
1: back again. All right, <laughs> we didn't get to a conclusion there, but yeah, I mean, I, I get it, I get it, and I don't think that Devonte wants to play with the rookie. I think I've been saying that for weeks, right? And that's why you have to do the due diligence and see what you can get with Aaron Rodgers, because obviously he would want to. He said at the Pro Bowl he would love to play with Aaron Rodgers again. So you have to do the due diligence, but. You also, and I've had plenty of people hit me up, and, and my guy, most known unknown, said it. I know Robin Oakland, I believe, has said it. You can't base everything you do with the organization around one guy as well. Like, you can't let him just hold you hostage, even though he's a hell of a player and he's earned the right to have input. He can't be the, the, the judge, the jury, and the executioner, right? I mean, it can't just be, hey, go as Devonte goes. But of course, he has, he should have a lot of say. He's, I think he's earned that right to have say in what he prefers. Ultimately, it's a decision maker's decision to do what they think is best for the organization. Now, you talk about Josh Jacobs. Yeah, he said build a team around him. How do we know that he wouldn't like Bryce Young to to be the quarterback? Two Alabama guys, how do we know that he's not a big fan of Bryce Young? We don't. We haven't heard him say he's not. He has said that he would love playing with Aaron Rodgers. He let that be perfectly known while he was on Radio Row last week. So, I mean, that's, that's the thing about it. I'm just talking about the rookie quarterbacks, and I bring up the rookie quarterbacks because it's an avenue that they might go down. I'm not saying they will. I'm not saying go full rebuild mode, but this organization might feel like that that's the best way to go. We just saw and we just talked about Patrick Mahomes and how special he is. Do the organiz- does the organization think one of these quarterbacks in the draft is special like that? Right? Because even if you go and get Aaron Rodgers, he is a Hall of Famer. He won't be a guy that's going to play for the Raiders more than, what, three years max? Maybe four if you're stretching it, but he's going on 40. As we said about Tom Brady, father time catches up at some point, And I know Tom Brady kind of bucked that, that trend a little bit. So at some point, you've got to go get your young guy and look into the future, who you're going to get, but where you're going to go. So that's why I'm bringing the young quarterbacks. I'm not saying that that's what they have to do. I'm just looking at another avenue, another angle, because, well, a lot of us spend all day talking about Jimmy G and Aaron Rodgers, and I think that it's good to, and refreshing to talk about another angle. Got a text from Mailman Raider at six nine one eight seven keyword RNRQ. Where would Hooker rank if his ACL wasn't torn? I'm low key big high on him. He'll take uh, hell take him late and grab his wide receiver from Tennessee because that's the thing to do now. You could do that. I've, I've I've actually heard people suggest you go and get a rookie quarterback at number seven and go and get a guy like Hooker later on in the draft. I've heard that, but again, you're not solving your problem because you're still probably starting a rookie unless you're having Jarrett Stidham sit or start. So again, it's just it's just different ways to look at it. We could all be hell bent and argue and pound the table over one one guy or two guys, but how about you? Look, we look at different angles. How about we talk about? Other guys that could be in the mix because, look, there's, there's multiple, I'm sure that there's multiple plans that Dave Ziggler has. You know, I'm sure that there's not just one way. I'm sure that they're weighing all their options, and that's the thing is to have options. And sitting at number seven, as many people has, have called in and said, you don't plan on sitting at number seven very often. If you're sitting in number seven multiple years in a row, then, then you've got some failure happening. Number seven is a position that you're in. I remember when the Cowboys picked at number four and they picked Zeke Elliott. That's when, what, Tony Romo would in, was injured, and so they had a terrible season. And everyone said, well, hell, they're not going to be sitting at number four again. So go and get, you know, they, a lot of people wanted to get the best quarterback available. I thought going and getting Zeke was a great idea because they, they're built to run. It worked out well for a while, and then they, they got lucky, and they got Dak in the fourth round as a compensatory pick that same draft. So it works. You know, if you're sitting there in the top ten, and you're not going to be sitting there all the time, at least you don't want to be sitting there all the time, you go get the best player available. Hell, they might end up walking away with the defensive player. They might end up getting a defensive lineman. They might end up getting a corner. They, I mean, they, they could literally go best player available to them at number seven and roll in that direction. They might not ever uh, uh, address the quarterback position, you know, in the, in the first couple of rounds. They might wait till later, like Mailman Raider said with Hendon Hooker. But, again, just throwing it out there. And wanted to get your feedback on it. We got John McClain from gallerysports.com and Sports Radio 610 coming up at 3 o'clock. But I want to hear from you. If you're looking at a rookie quarterback, if you're looking at a rookie quarterback, not saying that you're tied to him forever, not saying that you have to, this is going to be the direction the team is going, but just for S's and giggles, if you're looking at a rookie quarterback, who's at the top of your wish list? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or other. And if it's other, fill it in. Fill in other. It's all good. 245 is the time. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.
0: It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
1: John McClain, Galleriesports.com, Sports Sports Radio 610, joins us at the top of the hour. Question we threw out there to you, what to do at the quarterback position? If you're looking at a rookie quarterback, who is at the top of your wish list? Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or other? Ramon from Vegas, hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text line, and we appreciate the text. C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, Will Levis, Hendon Hooker. So those are his five uh, top to bottom. C.J. Stroud, he has a number one. Anthony Richardson, number two. Bryce Young at three. Will Levis at four. And Hendon Hooker at five. Appreciate that text, my man. Uh, ABA Ivan Davis, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Thanks for
5: taking my call. Uh, without, honestly... I don't like any other quarterbacks. Maybe one because it would simply cost too much to go get them. I, if I could, I would trade down no more than two or three spots. And, and and if I can get a first next year, I'd go after that top quarterback for next year. That's a game changer. That's okay. what We need build a defense right now. Spend as much capital as we can on the defense. And then maybe you pick up a prospect at the end if one slips down there in the second or third round, one of the back ones you were talking about. But uh, I would focus on next year. I would trade whatever capital I had to to get that one, get to
4: that top position. Even if we get Aaron Rodgers, even would make the playoffs.
1: I'll focus on next year. All right. Thank, thank you for the call, my man. Your phone sounds like you're in a wind tunnel, but I do appreciate the call. Fernando, you're up next. What's on your mind, my man? Welcome to the show.
4: Hey,
5: we love your show. All I wanted to say is, I feel we need a QB for now. Uh,
4: okay. we've had, going for a QB in, as a rookie, I don't think we're going to make it a Super Bowl or playoffs right now. I feel there's, I love Carr, but after he got injured, he did not have the one game where he could get out of the pocket. I feel as long as we get a decent QB that could run it, I think we have a better chance.
1: Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thanks for the call. And I feel like a lot of players in the league would feel the same way if they go out and get a rookie quarterback, that they're basically saying that this is not a season that they believe that they could win. And I know some rookie quarterbacks go on a run, but John McClain, who joins us at three, tells me all the time, if you start a rookie quarterback queue, you're basically saying this is, you know, just a see-how-you-do type year. So I'm, I'm you know, I'm not opposed to what you're saying. That's why the, the decision that is going to be made in that front office of the Raiders is such a tough one. John, in Salt Lake City. You're up next. What's on your mind, brother?
4: Hi, Q. DeMond. Thanks for taking my call.
1: Yep. As far as
4: the rookie quarterbacks this year, there is simply nobody worth the draft capital it would take to go up and get one of these guys. But, look, all is not lost because if this team does what it normally does and fails to go out and get us a dynamic quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, we're not going to have to worry because we will be – in the Caleb Williams sweet stakes (laughs) next year. Okay. So that's not going to be an issue. And then as far as the draft capital on the defense and free agent on the defense, the 85 Bears ain't coming out of that tunnel. (laughs) The 2,000 Ravens ain't coming out of that tunnel. Patrick Mahomes is. Justin Herbert is. And if you can't put up at least 27 points in this league consistently, you're not winning football games. And if this team does not go out and get Aaron Rodgers, it has no chance next year. So Mark Davis can forget about the Super Bowl. That's not even going to be in the conversation. If this team wants to win and they want to win now, like they did when they went and signed Devontae Adams, you go get Aaron Rodgers if he's available. It should not even be an issue because that's what you do if you want to win. You've got to take gambles. Because if this team doesn't do that, don't worry. We will be in the Caleb Williams Sweet Stakes because we'll be lucky to win four games. And don't go waste stupid money on Jimmy Garoppolo. That is an absolute (laughs) worthless contract for two to three years because you ain't going to be no better off than you were with Derek Carr. Thanks for taking my call, you guys.
1: Bring the fire. John in Salt Lake, thanks for the call, my man. We're going to keep the party rolling. We're up against it. 502 Raider D, what's on your mind? Welcome to the show.
4: All right, gentlemen. So first of all,
5: I, I really believe truly that it'd be great to get Aaron Rodgers, but that's a short term fix. I think what you take is you take a page out of Cincinnati and out of Pitt and out of um, Philadelphia's book. You draft a rookie, whether it be one, if you can't get up and get Stroud, then you stay where you're at and get Richardson or move down a couple picks get some more picks and get Richardson as well. And then and then get, get this defense together, man. I think we have a phenomenal Patrick Graham is a phenomenal coach. He just does not have his guys there this year. I know he can coach. He's had a bunch of head coaches interviewed head coaching interviews. So you take that and you run with a rookie, on a rookie contract and you make it work from there. That's all
1: I got them out. All right, thanks for the call. We definitely appreciate you, man. A lot of good stuff, man. Great calls, great rapid fire. I do appreciate everyone giving us the short and sweet uh, calls. I did want to go back real quick to John in Salt Lake City. He mentioned 27 points a game you need to score. Uh, as DeMond did, the fancy work behind the scenes, 23.2 points a game is what the Raiders scored in 2022. That was good for 12th. So obviously that needs to be uptick, and I, I would agree 100% that that needs to be upticked. Uh, that needs to be closer to 30, and it's it's crazy that you say in the NFL that you have to score just about 30 points a game to win, but we just saw a Super Bowl with two really good defenses that put up 38 and 35 points, right? So to John of Salt Lake City's point, you do have to score points to be able to win in the game, and closer to 30, the better. Uh, again, a lot of those uh, Fabian minus fours uh, contributed to that 23.2 average a game. You know, if they turn a couple of those uh, uh, those minus fours into, into plus fours, then all of a sudden you're closer to that 27, 28 points per game, as John in Salt Lake City was mentioning. Vegas Pete, hit us up. Don't be broke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. People are forgetting we have 25 free agents. Freeing up car contract gave Ziggler more flexibility to maneuver and reward Jacobs and others. I'm okay with Stidham or another vet. If we use other free cap to fix the defense, it's all good. Look what Geno did. A guy like him can get it done. Uh, Another text real quick, pro football focus draft preview of C.J. Stroud. He's a 93.4 PFF grade, 71.4 completion rate, and 35 touchdowns with a clean pocket. But when he's pressured, he has a 42.0 pro football focus grade, a 41.3 completion percentage rate, and six touchdowns, which is 97th out of 144 qualifying quarterbacks. Think about that for a minute. I I like that nugget. Thank you so much for that. Again, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, or other. When you're looking at rookie quarterbacks, who is at the top of your wish list? Let us know. Don't be broke. text line is six nine one eight seven. Keyword RNR. Coming up next, John McClain, GallerySports.com. It's Radio Nation Radio nine twenty.